Welcome to Misty Mountain Legends. I am Luke. I am your game master, your sweet dear pea, your little little bean friend, the sweet pea of your life, the small little vegetable that sits behind you. It's a great time. It's quiet back here. You should you should talk to me more often. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I wish you could have seen all of us look behind our shoulders <laughs> and check. I must, I must clarify, out of fear. <laughs> I expect nothing less. I am joined as, oh, I'm so happy to have them back. My wonderful players for this campaign. Oh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hello, I am Hannah Marie. I am playing Eli Zalaren, the human co-pilot, engineer, whatever. I think I put co-pilot for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, I do know why, because my character does have a co-pilot that you have met named Lake. I called Lake my co-pilot. Um, <laughs> and a fun fact about Eli is that the tattoo um, up their left arm that looks like kind of like motherboard uh, is actually a stylized star map of the coordinates of their home planet. That's pretty dope. That is so cute. That is pretty sick. I'm Lydia. I play Zoe, the Cumulusarian Dreamer. And a fun fact about Zoe is Clunk is not Zoe's home planet. Hmm. That's good to know. Intriguing. Yes. Uh, I'm Steph. I am playing Urse, the Therinian uh, space thembo. Um, and uh, fun fact about Urse, they um, are seven years old, um, but they are the equivalent of what would be like a 17-year-old almost. Like they, they're like just underneath uh, being at full maturity. Nice. Well... <laughs> That blows my mind. Hi, I'm Kayla, and I'm playing um, human flyboy legacy space pilot who's romantically confused and dealing with daddy issues, Venia Venus Smith. Say that five times fast, JK. Don't, because I can't. Um, and uh, Venia's fun fact for today is that she has never been on a date before, or I guess that coffee date was her first date she has ever been on it's not surprising but there you go (laughs) see this one's not traumatizing we love that for you this is this is such a good change of pace (laughs) right (laughs) gotta keep you all on your toes you know (laughs) shake it up down then yeah switch it up uh, well, hi, everybody. I'm Scott. I play TX-6009, also known as Tex, the non-binary Calcian robot friend. I also play the voice of Phyllis Drictanium, uh, also known as Phil, which is the lovely little parrot that speaks for Tex because Tex cannot speak. Uh, fun fact about Tex is that, believe it or not, Tex actually finds fire to be oddly beautiful. Uh, However, their processors cannot process or feel the warmth of fire. They just like to disassociate while looking at it. Uh, Techs can feel pressure, but they cannot feel temperature. That's so wholesome. Well, once again, I am Luke. I will play everyone else. Uh, And it's a great time. Um, 
about to play a whole slew of characters, and it's oh, I'm, I'm very so excited. excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Without further ado, why don't we just uh, go ahead and slap on our space heads? Today we begin with a planet, rather large planet, uh, made of what looks like bronze-like material, uh, pipes and cogs and gears and steam that creates a artificial atmosphere. This planet floats slowly around a single star with two moons orbiting around it. These moons, however, look as if they were broken, shattered, in fact, and somehow sealed back together by massive metal bands that wrap around their entirety, as though someone tore them apart and mended them back together with massive, massive clamps. On this planet, there's all manner of people, races of aliens and different species, though none of them would it be at this point considered native, as this planet could not sustain life before the creation of the artificial atmosphere that the now naturally occurring steam, based off the planet's make, generates. This planet is clunk. It has existed for only a few thousand years, so it's a relatively young planet at this point, but it has grown exponentially with the best way to describe it is steampunk treasure planet vibes that is what's going on here still very with the now as not everything on the planet has the steampunk sort of steam based powering but that is the primary means of energy on the planet and it has been very self-sustaining for the thousands of years that this planet has existed This planet has existed, however, as a criminal haven. Think Tortuga or Mos Eisley. This planet is run by criminal syndicates, mafia families, and the like. Heading towards this planet, we find our crew gathered around the now-awakening form of Professor E as... He awakens, still strapped down tightly by bonds and binds, preventing him from getting out from off from this table. You all see him as he just kind of groans and grunts and slowly opens his eyes to look at all of you and say, I, <clears throat> where am I? You're, uh, you're on Cashew. Oh, Cashew. Oh, is, is, are they all right? They're not hurt, are they? No, thanks to you. 
Not yeah. to kick you while you're down, but but I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, we we all we all are, and um, I think instead of asking questions, you should be the one to answer ours. Uh, 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 of course, of course. I. How did? Wait, where's Richard's not here, right? Richard left. Richard has been taken care of, and um. You are going to tell us what was on the file and why my father was hurting you and trying to break in to Cashew in the first place. Do you understand? Professor e. <laughs> looks up at you, Venia. Venia, like, has, like, assumed a position, like, not mimicking her father, but, like, a command, you know, like, she's, like, got her posture and, like, inwardly she's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But she's like, you know, like, she's given off that energy of you're gonna you're gonna answer these questions as she stands over him she's trying at least go ahead and give me a charm check oh clear oh it's only i only have a d6 wait is this professor technically um an authority figure would venia consider yes professor uh, then yes yeah. Any professor? Everybody is. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I get a plus two because I have the overachiever. Wait, okay, D6. Um, that's a D8. Okay, ready? Okay, that's only a two, but I have a plus two, so that's four. You see him sort of recoil a little bit, almost scared, <gasps> as he's just been tortured essentially by oh, Richard. Cool. Uh, and you're exuding, while you're not intentionally doing so, certainly exuding a little bit of that intimidation that your father naturally has. But he says, uh, no, of course, of course, I I can explain everything. Cashew, are you all right? Uh, and Cashew pipes it and says, uh, yeah, Doc, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. They, they kind of saved both of us. They took care, they, they, you know, um. So, I mean, I I think they're a little upset with you based off of, of just, you know, general heart rate and just kind of the the general sort of body temperature. Whenever they look at you, they, there's a little bit of anger. Um, I almost got killed. Yeah, Zoa's shot at, so we're kind of angry. Yeah, that's... Yeah, they're, they're kind of rightfully angry at you, Doc. Yeah, because you're, you're supposed to be like... Um, like a professor, and and now it feels like you you roped us in to some shady stuff and put a lot of us in danger, and that's not cool. And Vidya like kind of relaxes a little bit and like steps back, you know, not being in and, his face. And uh, don't lie about the contents of the file. And I pull out the drive, and I'm like, because I have a copy. You have a, a copy. Okay, well, yeah, I can explain everything. I promise. Will you allow me to sit up? This is rather uncomfortable. I promise that I will tell you everything I can. I think that's up to Tex, really. Yeah. Tex has their arms crossed right now, just kind of like looking. And uh, Professor E is kind of elevated, like far above where Tex can actually see their face. So Tex is like looking up at their body on this table, essentially. And uh, Phil, just speaking for text, just goes, 
Tex personally wants you to be a little bit uncomfortable because you've been making us feel really uncomfortable with all of these situations you've placed us in. But I can understand, and I think Tex understands, that it would probably be easier for you to talk to us if you're able to sit up. So I guess Tex is trying to say that's fine. Tex has not uncrossed their arms, um, but they're <laughs> <laughs> they're they just kind of give a little nod. Ursa will waddle up and undo the restraints um, and kind of nudge Tex as they go by, just kind of in like approval. Professor uh, slowly sits up as you undo the bonds and just kind of rubs their uh, his wrists and elbows and various other append- parts of their his multiple appendages. His entire body was completely like tied down. <laughs> so I can just I can kind of imagine that there's just like, you know how when you go to sleep and it's just such a good nap that you end yeah. up with lines across your face like that's. Professor E's probably their entire body. I understand they are a shrimp, but to whatever extent that looks like <laughs> for them, that's what that is. Perfect. Yeah, there's like slight indentations in their hard exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I understand uh, that they're a shrimp. <laughs> they're, they're some form of sentient large crustacean, but still, it's that vibe. <laughs> so good. They, he sits up and sighs heavily as he launches in into an explanation of everything y'all have had to deal with and kind of what's actually going on. He says, Well, the file, as you saw, was labeled T-A-F or TAF as we refer to it. Simply put, TAF stands for Time Alteration Fabricator. It is essentially a early prototype that would allow us to manipulate time and make it a physical manifestation that we can take. Essentially, to put it simply, time travel what well, that okay go on there's been many many years of research put into it but it, never has it been successful but i uh, had just jokingly made a bet with professor kishrif that you know, he could figure it out as the business professor and well obviously he's not knowledgeable about that but then there was the issue of your father Venia he upon his announcement that he would become vice president of the college suddenly Kishrif was much more protective of the file which I thought to be odd And with a little more digging, I discovered that he believed he found a device that would complete the missing piece to the the TAF. He said something about 
the missing piece being a teleporter of some sort, uh, using teleportation. But I didn't realize how close he was. And so I said to myself that I would get that file back before he had a chance. I know your father, Vinya. I met him many times and never have I believed him to be a good man. And for that, I am sorry. Sending you, I thought, would not put you in any harm's way. I never believed for a moment that he would seek out Cashew or any of my other projects to try and get the file. I destroyed the file. Save for what information remains on Cashew, and now that flash drive. Why? Why did Richard, my dad, why did he want any of this? I, I don't. I don't understand. Frankly, my dear, I, I neither do I. He never explained why he wanted it. Simply that. He's wanted to fix something. So, like, it, it's a, it's a thing. Like, it, is it is it gonna work? I don't know. I suppose if the teleporter works, then he's much closer than I ever anticipated. Wait. So, but we have the file, he, and and he has the teleporty thing. But if we get the teleporty thing, then we can. Do you think we could finish it? I suppose. I mean, if you have all of the infam I mean, we'd have to get the teleporter back, which if, if it's on Richard, there is little to zero chance that that is a possibility. And... I'm, I mean, maybe it... Um, maybe I, I could get him. I mean, he said some pretty mean stuff, and I don't really know if he still considers me like a daughter, if I've been disowned or however that works, but like... I could lie and just be like, I've changed my mind. And he has a really big ego. So I feel like I could, I could lie, you know, and get close and like undercover cop and then steal it from him or not. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question on that. Would you feel a hundred percent safe doing that? Because if it's anything less than 100%, even if it's like 99.99% sure, I, I I don't think that would be a good idea. I would be willing to do it for all of you, but I... I mm-hmm. Was that I, my question? Wait, what, can you just say your question again? My brain's going like, um, like a would thousand feel, miles a second. Would you feel 100% safe? No doubt in your mind. I mean, probably. Like, I mean, what's he? What's he gonna do? He can say mean things to me, but he, you know, like he's not gonna like kill me. So there's really nothing to be worried about. I'll just be stronger and tougher this time, and I'll stop him. I, I, I don't mean to intrude. Or- but I, I don't know where your father, based off of, I imagine, given the circumstances that he certainly is aware that you have absconded with 
the information and the file. I believe the worst thing you could do is bring either yourself or this ship closer to him. Whatever we do. Um, Venia, you're not going to do it alone. You're not a pawn. Your family, okay? But I really do want to get this time travel thing because that could be like really, really cool. Doc, we could go back before we've been expelled. I could go back home. <gasps> which is... Go home before. Yeah, wh- which is where, So, Where's home? Um, so... Eli, you know how I'm like kind of scared of the dark. Yeah. Uh, that's why you have the, the pod. I was, um, I was kind of in a black hole for like 200 years. 200 years? It, yeah. It's, um. You look great right for your age. Thanks. It kind of, the time doesn't really work in black holes, apparently. Um, but yeah. It destroyed everything. Uh, since I'm a cumulusarian, I was okay. But um, when I got out of the black hole, my planet didn't exist anymore. Hadn't existed for 200 years. So. Fix that. And honestly, we don't have the teleporter. And I like, kind of grab her. <laughs> rack by the scruff of his neck and kind of jostle him a little but we got the guy who made it do you think you could make another one yeah rack looks very sheepish at this moment it's like i i, I, I mean it's, it's i guess like i i can remake what i had but what i had was not like it wasn't working i don't know what richard did to like finish it like i I, I, my, what I had was incomplete. Call it teenage hubris. You and I combined are far smarter than Richard, and I can guarantee you that. I mean, and that's... then we add on everyone else's expertise. Boom. Oh, With your I mean, brain, find... my glitter, it's gonna be the coolest thing ever. We will time travel with glitter. Do you hear that, Rack? Yeah, no, but, like, I need a workshop, and I know, like, this cashew is awesome, but I don't think cashew can provide, like, the delicate materials that I need. I need, like, ethereum. I need a viable and stable source Rack. of... Rack, we're on clunk. This is where you get stuff. <laughs> All right, well, well I mean... where you get stuff. That's great. If we can get the stuff, then I can absolutely make it. Um, and, like, I guess if we can make another TAF, like, how, like, how, Doc, how big is that? How big is a TAF? Is it, is it small? Is it compact? And P- Professor E says, well, it's about the size of a backpack. Uh, Ideally, it was meant so to be able to be utilized by an individual that could adjust and take time whenever they needed it. 
Uh, the science behind it's very confusing to explain. Are, are you saying that the TAF physically manifests the time so that you can put it into the backpack and then hit the button on the teleporter and then go back in time? Is that how that works? Essentially, yes. It is. That's pretty easy. Uh, I suppose, yes. Uh, it is. It's complicated but easy. It's You manifest time into a physical element. It becomes something you can touch, hold, and manipulate. Can you hug it? I suppose. Though I'm certain that would be quite damaging to the time itself. Okay, don't hug time. time. Got it. Our understanding of time is that it is very delicate. And a wrong move could potentially destroy the time line, as it were. So the only way to handle something, a broken timeline, is to never put it back. And which essentially would remove all existence. There would be a literal portion of history that would never have happened. So uh, why, why was this being developed again? I just, I think that's something that is kind of yeah. getting missed here because yeah. that sounds really bad. Yes, especially it, like just at like a you know like a university. Well, originally it was meant as a way of teaching history. It was meant for educating uh, the students about all the passage of history and why things turned out the way they were, and it also be incredibly valuable to archaeologists and historians especially i know uh, earth historians are a lot of them wish to know about old earth before it was essentially a toxic apocalyptic wasteland yeah when the dinosaurs took over yeah no that a lot of folks want to know about <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Vinia is a part of the conspiracy group, okay? She's got, she has all of the conspiracies on old earth and she believes every single one of them. It's even better that you're wearing a dinosaur shirt. Oh my god, yes. When they threw down that asteroid to destroy it. Oh my gosh. Smokescreen. Wait, yes. Originally, it was meant to be a tool of education, and quickly, as we developed it, we learned the dangers of it, and it was discontinued as one. We could never figure out how to actually create it, but also, it is dangerous. And um, when did when did Richard first hear about this? I believe it was some months ago. I assume about the time you said you were interested in coming here and maybe applied i i can't say for sure but so so you're saying that i was always meant to come here and it he didn't actually give me a choice i suppose i can't tell you for sure i only talked to him once before learning of his intentions as he asked a lot of questions of a lot of professors well vinia Maybe it wasn't him and it was, and Eli kind of looks at Rack for like half a second. I was like, maybe something kind of just pulled you here. And he followed suit. But it's just, it's just such a 
coincidence, you know? Coincidences exist. But, but like, we, we argued over where I was supposed to go to school because he had all these ones picked out, and, you know, I, I didn't want to go to any of them. And then I finally found this university, and I really liked it. And then he finally relented, and I thought that it was a really good step, you know? And then now we're finding out that it was probably just all strategically, like, organized and planned. But I'm, I, I am still happy that... I came because then I wouldn't have met you guys. Um, so I guess it didn't turn out too bad, you know? I don't think he wanted you to be here. I think he wanted to be able to get away with this without having to face the consequences of you being here. So maybe I did have a choice? Yeah, look you what did. happened. You foiled his plan in like two days. <laughs> Yeah. He's probably like, oh, she's too smart. Can't have her knowing my business. Yeah. Because you are. You're you're smart. You're super smart. You think? Yeah. Well, it's not even I think. I know. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, we were talking about the world ending, and I got, like, the information on, like, a flash drive. Uh, uh, it's not essentially world ending. It would just erase time. And that fits on like a 16 gigabyte hard drive. That's crazy. Ability to compact information down into yeah, small like in amounts file. of files is grown incredibly in the past couple of centuries. That's nuts. Uh, but yeah. Guys, I think, I think we're in the place to get the stuff. We got the guy. I got the connection. We ourselves are like the guys. I'm just wondering why should we build the time machine if we don't want Richard to build the time machine? I'm just a little concerned that if we build it, they're just going to come after us like they already were. And if it's already made, then then now they have it if if we're not careful. Um, and so Tex and I are just a little concerned that if we decide to build this thing, we were, we're painting a big target on our backs and that's the rest of our lives. And I mean, I've been around for a century or so, but you guys, you I'm just worried. Like I said, I'm all about high risk, high reward. I think that if we did this, we could cut Richard off at the pass and stop him from figuring any of this out in the beginning. We could drastically change our own lives, but he wouldn't have his hands on it. Or the other option is to keep running right now because as of now, we do have that target on our back. And that's not going to go away now, especially since he's on our ship. And I gesture to, hey, if he's on our ship, they're going to presume that he told us everything. The presumption of guilt until proven innocence in this case, the opposite. So I think we're kind of screwed either way. I'm guessing I'm just 
I guess I'm just wondering if we need to be screwed with a time machine, too. Or if there's maybe another way for us to handle this. I might be biased. There are some things I myself wouldn't mind taking care of. But, once again, high risk, high reward. But I wouldn't do anything that you guys are against. And we don't have to make any decisions now. Especially since I don't think I've slept in about three days. A little grin pops up on Tex's face and you just hear them go, I don't really sleep, but I know what you mean. (laughs) Cashew pipes up. Um, So uh, do we want to just kind of orbit clunk or do we want to land uh yeah yeah, so where where are we where are we um she takes out her hollow orb and is gonna is gonna message spiky yo where are the coordinates um question if we touch down are we going to get stripped for parts depends on where we go (laughs) okay that's fair spiky should have us covered spiky's on the up and up spiky knows what's up okay sick after some moments, Zoe, so you get a message back on the hollow orb that first reads, yo, you're alive? Surprise! <laughs> All right. Uh, well, just head to the normal spot, I guess. Like, do, whoa. Just like all caps, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you like, I'm kind of a little lost. It's been a it's been a bit. Okay. Yeah. Land under the tower on the south side of Talkington. Okay, got it. Thanks. See you soon, <laughs> guys. Bye. Oh, we gotta. Oh, she looks <laughs> back down at her phone. Repeats what was said. <laughs> that's where we gotta go. That's our. That's that's it. That's that's the spot. Talkington. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cashew, can you put in those coordinates? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that shouldn't be too hard. Under the tower, south side, talking to. Okay. Um, and do you need help? Do you need me to go do anything? Yes, that would be great. I'm kind of just on autopilot at the moment. Um, okay. I can do yeah. so much, but landing, I will like once getting down into the atmosphere. It should be easier since I don't sense any wind on this planet, okay, or at least great. not like, not like. Uh, yeah. yeah. The- Insane wind from yeah, not like Diffrac. Yeah, okay. Um, can s- someone come with me? Tex is already holding your hand. Cute. <laughs> Rack was about to raise his hand and sees that. It's like, and just kind of. Tex reaches out their other hand towards yeah. Rack and just like beckons towards them and just is like, "Come on, then, let's go." Okay, and he takes Tex's hand as well. Oh, hey, Rack. Hey, I haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, because we're in space. Yeah, Yeah. kind of the same ship. Wait, Vinia, before you go, come here. Hi. And uh, Zoe reaches into her purse with her two gloves and like streaks like little black streaks under your eyes there all right oh thanks so you're welcome i feel like i look so cool now you always looked cool but now you look edgy 
<laughs> I love this. <laughs> so good. Eli so. has been like toying with a pencil this whole time, and as they leave, it's just like it just snaps. <laughs> Perfect. So um, Venia, Tex, and Rack head towards the cockpit. Um, and while they're there, Professor E turns to the rest of you and says, You all seem to be taking care of each other. I I envy your camaraderie. Something I haven't had for many years. Trauma bonding will do that to you. Um, understandably. But you must watch out for each other. This will only get more dangerous. I can I can feel it in my hardened exoskeleton. Because I have no bones. I am just gushy on the inside. <laughs> I, you're, my, you're my professor. I didn't need to know about your insides, man. Oh my god. I knew it was coming, and I still <laughs> was wasn't still. ready. Like, do you want to know about like the four chambers of my heart, like oh the aortas and ish? No, it's gross. It's fascinating. Yeah, I've it? always wondered what. Yeah. I've never been knowledgeable really about the the, mach- the engine of the. Let's organic. not keep elaborating. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 don't ask questions about my heart. I'm already really confused. Uh, understandable. Don't, well, don't don't try to commiserate with me like you remember what it was like to be young. No one knows my experience and I storm off to my room. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be young again. <laughs> I need shoes. Yeah. I think Eli's got a crush. <laughs> it's been like five episodes. I need shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, while we're like getting ready to like land and everything, um, Zoe is adjusting herself a bit. Um, over time, she has, uh, from where she last was in her void state, um, hasn't really gotten to redo any of her colors. And so actually now she's very much just a white fluffy. Um, but she does take uh, a new color it's called smog and has uh taken it on and it's this like musty gray brown kind of thing and a lot of her fluffiness has become very wispy um and her usual very fluffy like poofy kind of hair i guess you could call it even though it's just more cloud um is almost pulled into a ponytail of like wisp. It's kind of like a smoke trail leading off the back of what uh, her cloud head would be. Um, and then instead of the poofy dress, it's uh, it's morphed into, you know, like the Casper body? Like his little, like almost, yeah. It's, yes. She's got that going on. And then around the, like her neck, she does have like a popped collar. <laughs> Fantastic. That's so good. Eli, when you walk into your room, Cashew has 3D printed boots just your size. 
With the little insoles that lift me up an inch. Yep. Yay. <laughs> In fact, uh, the boots are a quarter of an inch taller than your last one. Yes! <laughs> Excellent. Um, Eli slips those on. Um, and then grabs their uh, leather jacket and like kind of kind of fits it over their their normal tank top. Uh, they switch their uh, utility belt to like their shoulder kind of, so it's like across like a bandolier. It's like <sighs> kind of sit there for a minute, and then a voice kind of like burbles its way up her throat. Just wanna talk about no. I I don't want to talk. I feel like you kind of want to talk. No, I don't want to talk about it. I love those shoes. I miss those shoes. You know that's not what I'm talking. That's exactly what you're talking about. I can't storm away from you, but we'll we'll. I promised you we'll find you a place, and we'll find you a place. We're getting a little sidetracked right now. I promise. Okay. End of conversation with myself. <laughs> Urse, what are you doing at this point? Urse is mostly just watching Zoe um, go through her transformation and everything. And then kind of once it's done, is just going to come up. Kind of give her a little nuzzle. I'm, uh, I'm sorry about your planet. I don't really know what that's like because I'm only seven, but um, that that's really rough. Yeah. Um, it's a little weird, but um, I I kind of figured I'd, I'd never get to even like have the chance to go back. And now that it's possible, even if we, we don't do it because it could be really bad. Just knowing that it's possible. Yeah. I think we all have something that we'd like to undo, but um, that's a big one. So I can imagine that. Um, it sounds like everyone on this planet has like cool like adjective nicknames. Um uh, could I maybe get one? Do, do you have one you want? No, I was hoping I was hoping someone else would give it to me cuz I'm not um I, I'm not always that good with words. Do you want me to give you one? Yeah. Um yeah, okay. that sounds great. Uh um um all the other ones that I would think of for myself were taken because I'm I'm fluffy and I'm fuzzy. So uh, uh, I uh, after that I I I mm-hmm. couldn't think of yeah, anything else. Fuzzy, fuzzy. So, uh, mm, what about cuddly? I like it, cuddly. Cuddly. <laughs> okay. I like it. That's pretty cool. Um. I have a lot of colors if you want me to, like, do anything to, just temporary, if you want, um, like. I have always wondered what it would be like to be a black bear instead of a brown bear. 
I can do that. Okay. okay. And then, then Zoe's going to give ours a makeover. Yes. We're going to need a lot of hair dye. A lot of hair dye. Oh, don't worry. She has a lot of the void. Oh, <laughs> but you, you just keep the little blonde fringe. Yeah, the blonde fringe stays. It just gets bleached <laughs> further, so it's like a little white fringe with black and white. Venia, Tex, and Rack. Y'all get to the cockpit, uh, and Venia, you can see through the front window, clunk, this planet, uh, slowly getting closer and closer, uh, and this will be one of the first planets you've landed on, aside from Diffrack. Um, I think before Venia sits down, she, like, calm if that's still a thing or like presses a button to Eli he goes hey about to land lol no that's that's dumb because we're talking and it's not a text um um because I'm landing I was wondering because earlier you mentioned like that I could maybe borrow a jacket or something to make me look even more like edgy um so I was wondering if while I'm landing, if you could maybe like pull something aside that I could like quick change and do like a quick makeover into, um, if that was still a thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll see if I can. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and if if you see Zoe, do you think you could ask her if she has like um, uh, a, a, like a dark purple color that she could temporarily dye my hair because I've always wanted my hair to be purple and I feel like now's the time to like you know, I don't know. Um, anyway, I, 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 I gotta go. kind of like turns around because they're roommates. They literally exist in the, in the same room. I was like, Hey, do you have like purple hair dye for, for Vidya? What kind of purple? Kind of purple? I, I spaced out. I honestly, I think I just blacked out a little bit. What? Um, what, 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 what kind? Oh, um, me? Yeah, what kind of purple are you on? Wait, did you black out? Are you okay? When was the last I'm time? I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's like, fine. Do you like purple? Are we in the void again? Um, <laughs> no. Um, you can pick. You can pick a purple. Whatever you okay. think would look good. You know. Yeah. Just no. Pick. Yeah. No. No. Totally. Um. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have to say bye. Bye. Okay. I'm hanging up. Um. Okay. Hey. Bye. Bye. All right. Um, Vinia, like, will then, like, crack her knuckles and sit down and turn, kind of, like, swivel a little bit and look at Rack and Tex and Phil and goes, okay, we can do this. Tex just has the face plant emoji on their face right now. Um, <laughs> just shakes their head. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Phil just goes, you got this, Vinia, you're gonna, you're gonna do great. Um. Yeah, you're really, really great at flying. You're going to do such a good job. It's going to be amazing. And then it changed. Uh, <laughs> Texas face changes to two thumbs up <laughs> emojis. <laughs> Texas hand is still on their like facial monitor, though, so you can only see like half of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused with the, 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 with that. But anyway, okay. Um, uh, are there any positions that need to be covered when I'm landing? Anything that needs to be pressed? Like maybe if one of you wants to go in communications, just in case that might be helpful. In case somebody's like, yo, what are you doing? And we're like, we have orders from Spikey. Uh, I'm going to go stand over by the shields again in case something stupid happens down there. 
Um, I'll do a better job this time, though, and maybe I'll see if I can work on upgrading it at some point. You, know, uh, you did amazing last time. I did okay. Um, oh, you did, you did yeah, great. I'm going to go do that. Um, hey, Rack, could you go do communications, please? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I can I can do that. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, Tex has been holding both of your hands like the entire time. So they're just like <laughs> kind of like awkwardly doing that. Then they put their hand up, like letting go of Rack's hand for a moment, but then grabbed it again and then uh, walks Rack over to communications and then goes off over to uh, the shield spot to do their job. Perfect. Excellent. Rack sets up and breathes for a second before just kind of looking at Vina as Vina just pushes buttons, flips switches, moves the helm. You're doing pilot things. Doing all the pilot things. And just a quick little smile plays across his, his lips before he just kind of focuses down. Vina, please give me a flight check as you begin to enter the planet's atmosphere. Flight. Oh, behold. Nat <gasps> yes! 20 on my D20. Let's go. I know we can't explode, but can we explode for fun? <laughs> sure, just, just to, to see, see what would happen. Last time. That's a 15. Nice. nice. <laughs> so it's still crazy. only I know a... I can't go... Yeah, I can only yeah, go to still, 20. But that's, yeah. that's... I think that's pretty cool. A 35 flight check. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's like mediocre. I mean, with... <laughs> Cashew's sentience die. It's a total of 24. It's Cashew level oh, 4. That's so good. So. Go team. Go team. Go Cashew. Uh, Technically, it's a total of 39. <laughs> Technically. Meta-wise. Math. You all enter into the atmosphere, and Vina, right away, you can tell Cashew's system was not prepared for steam-created atmosphere. This is a very unique creation. And so certainly Cashew was not prepared, but you managed to kind of take control of Cashew overall and fly them through very, very smoothly. It's like sailing on a dream and Cashew just directs you using the coordinates that that were provided by Zoe. And you land... In an area, as you fly... Uh, in an area, of course you land there. As you fly down, the city of Talkington looks very steampunkish. Brass and copper-looking towers with large cogs built on top of these lo- massive continent-sized spinning cogs and gears with steam spouting from every pipe everywhere. It is... This insane creation, possibly one of the most impressive structures in the whole of the known universes. And you land on what looks to be a rather quaint side of town where it doesn't look shady, but it doesn't look inviting. As you land, Steam spurts from pipes around you and kind of covers the light that's coming from above. As you've landed beneath the tower, 
artificial light fills this hangar, this landing bay. And as steam spouts and blots out the light for a bit, all goes dark. And then when the light returns, you see standing at the far end of the walkway, a shadow. So this huge looking shadow with massive spikes sticking out of the back of it. Some sort of strange monstrosity as light filters behind whatever's coming your way down the walkway around the corner. And as it moves towards you, the rest of the crew makes their way to the cockpit. So everyone is now together. Yeah. That, that was literally my next thing. I was like, I was gonna, hey. Urs, I'm scared. Come pick me up. <laughs> um, Zoe does kind of make her way to the front of the group and try, like, kind of positions everybody a bit behind her, um, but otherwise just stands there with them. You all see that, and you're right now you're in the cockpit, but do you make your way down the gangplank onto this landing bay area, so outside of Cashew? Zoe's going to, and she's going to look back and she's going to, remember, I'm Fluffy. Okay, Fluffy, sounds good. As they're walking, Eli does kind of just hand Vinia a jacket. It's like a, almost like a dark blue canvas that's been distressed. It's got like pins in it of bands they've probably never heard of. Um, and on the back, it's like hand painted. Uh, and it just says question everything with kind of like an impressionist flower design. Love, 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 love. Whoa. Oh. So while, pretty. while Vinia was landing the ship, Zoe did pull Vinia's hair back into a ponytail and put a like <laughs> lavender streak in her hair. <laughs> yeah. Her um, style on the go. Yeah, Eli like awkwardly like we match. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. This is the perfect color. Thank you. And I love the jacket. Yeah. Do I look cool? You do. Super Thanks. cool. Thanks. From the side, out of sight, Rack watches and kind of just <laughs> looks at the very fairly plain clothes that he's wearing. And it's like, oh, whatever. And toss him a jumpsuit. <laughs> it's like, at least at least try to look a little cool, man. Uh, okay. He pull, puts on the jumpsuit and you can see him kind of look around. He, you see him look in the window where he can kind of see his reflection. And... The gills along the side of his neck pop out to almost create this fleshy popped collar. Ew. Very weird looking. <laughs> and no, I love that. That's awesome. He's tried. He's tried. He's tried. He's so dope. And fins just kind of unfurl like from the top of his head to kind of create like this double mohawk, mohawk looking deal. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, um, not bad. Wow, that's that. You look great. Uh, uh, thanks. Um, this is typically, you know, like in the water. This is typically what I look like. Yeah. No, uh, you look super cool. Oh wait, no, can't do that here. Oh yeah. About this. Yeah, I know. My hands, are my, <laughs> my hands are in my pockets. I will not be challenging anybody. We had one rule. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> one, no finger guns. 
immediately Vidya, broke the rule. Yeah, Vidya like shoves them in her pockets with this jacket and runs up to walk like a half step behind Urse, like like a small child just being like, mom, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> like you know, what? like it's like they're nervous. Like she's like, Urse, can I just like, you know, like chill by you? <laughs> Is that okay? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, I great. got a cool nickname too. What's your nickname? What is it? I'm Cuddly. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, Cuddly, can I walk by you? Oh, yeah. Sure. No problem. Okay, great. Because <laughs> I'm really nervous. <laughs> so this is perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As y'all walk down, Cashew says, uh, I'll keep an eye on Doc. I, he's still kind of recovering. Um, but I'll make sure to lock up and close up until you guys get back. Can you also make sure that the doc doesn't fly away? That'd be really great. Oh, don't worry. I've shut him out from being able to control me. Thanks, Cashew. I'm, I'm sure that wasn't easy, but I, I know we really appreciate it, and I hope that this is okay. I know this is really weird. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's new. I mean, you know, you know being uh, being who I am, I feel like I should be used to a lot of weird things. There's not many things like me. And so my, my existence is weird. Um, but, you know, it's it's good. And you all are really fun. Just be careful out there, okay? You too, Cashew. I will. I did remember, before I get into that situation again, I did remember uh, I rolled for it. Eli paid the flash drive, shoved it in a sock, into the bottom of their dresser. Perfect. So the flash drive is on the ship. Yeah. It's on Cashew. Yep. Good. I all was right. like, okay, that might be important. You all walk out the gangplank, and as y'all are all out, Cashew closes it behind you, and you can see the shadow from far down starting to get closer and closer and bigger and bigger as this terrifying shadow approaches. And you can see through the steam, the shadow turns and is backlit even more onto the steam in front of you. Do you hear sounds of thump, 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 as what sounds like a massive thing approaching. And then in a moment, shadow on the steam gets smaller, smaller, and smaller, and smaller before out from the steam walks what looks like a hedgehog. Stop. About a foot tall. (laughs) This hedgehog-looking thing looks right at Zoe, a.k.a. Fluffy, and says, Hey, Fluffy, where you been? (laughs) And that's where we're ending this episode. (laughs) I love them so much. Oh past tense. God. I no longer am. I was. That was incredible. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love it. So Literally, much. as soon as you said how big and intimidating the shadow was, I'm like, I need to know how short this creature is. <laughs> I need it. Tight. So small. Small. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. You're. Oh, things are things are moving. Y'all have oh, learned so a lot. Happy. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I know, we got such a good lore drop. Mm. I try.
I try. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We hope you had a fantastic time. I know for a fact I did. So uh, I hope you will tune in next week. But uh, thank you once again to my incredible, phenomenal players here. You can find me at Misty Mountain Legends on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. All the places. It's a great time. And you can also find us on Patreon. Uh, at just search Misty Mountain Legends at patreon.com and uh, just uh, consider throwing some support our way. That would be great and really sweet of you if you did that. So thank you so much for that. And thank you to Amoxie from Pixabay for the use of the music you hear throughout the episode. And thank you to Red Queen Hales for the illustration that is our logo uh, of our very sweet lady Pinto Bean. So with that, dear listener, So glad you joined us, and we hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, morning, or night. And we bid thee farewell. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.